the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, everybody, a good Friday to you. I'm going to play clips from the president's address. It was so filled with facts. Everything, everything you hear from the mainstream media is the opposite of reality. And from the Democrats, do you... Do you know why they are now condemning violence in the after months of the burning and looting and destroying and smashing of stores primarily? Do you know why? Because they were warned that the polls are showing that Americans do not identify the, the Democratic Party with responsible behavior. I am being as understated as one can be. They don't care about the looting and they don't care about condemning any of the violence, but they do care about winning. So now they got the message. The next message is that Joe Biden cannot possibly debate. Nancy Pelosi, who has become morally irredeemable, it seems, is leading the charge that he should not debate. And we all know why he shouldn't debate. He's inept. He's superficial. He's inept. And they, every time he opens his mouth, some cliche or, or worse comes out of his mouth. Lock the country down. Wall Street Journal thought that might cost him the election. Lock the country down. The contempt for the the middle class that that reveals is new. It's new so newsomium, <laughs> Garcetti like. I can't believe I I do I. I frequently pinch myself as to how effective the left has been in demoralizing America. And by that I mean literally demoralizing, removing the moral component. Did you happen to see when the people who heard, were there a couple of hundred? How many people were at the hundred? How many people were at the president's speech? Oh, really? Two thousand? On TV, it didn't look nearly that uh, much to me. Okay. Did it look like that many to you? Didn't look like that many. Oh, really? All right. Whatever the number was, when they left, they were greeted by leftists who screamed, cursed, and you know, there was one guy who st- stayed in my mind. I watched it twice. 
goes over to a couple that's leaving and just screams at them and sticks out both middle fingers. That they have the audacity, backed by the lying media, to claim that the hate comes from the right? Is there any right-wing equivalent where the people who, well, they weren't people. They didn't have a convention as such with people live in an audience. But if there were, when there are, are they greeted by by right-wing thugs? The ratio of left-wing thugs to right-wing thugs is rather high. If this violence had been committed by right-wing groups, you realize what the Democrats and the media would be screaming? That there's a a takeover by the Hitler youth of the country. That's what they would be saying. You have no idea. Well, you do, because many of you have heard me for a long time. You know what I want to do with that young male... Can't even, I can't say young man. He's, a, he's not a man. He's a male. That young male who stuck his fingers out, his middle fingers, screaming and cursing at the people leaving the president's talk. All I want to do is interview him. How does America, how in America is such garbage produced? I believe if this guy could, he would have killed these people. If he knew he could get away with it, I have no doubt he would have shot them to death. There's no doubt in my mind. One of the things that comes with leftism is not only self-righteousness and you know, you think you're right. Obviously people think they're right or they don't take a position. But it's I I am I'm not only right, but because I am right, I am, I am allowed to do whatever I want to do to those I oppose. That's what is unique to the left. There are no boundaries. There are no moral boundaries. That's why it's so foreign to the Democrats to condemn the looters and the... And the rioters, part of the reason is the looters tend to be black, the rioters tend to be white. So the rioters, it's your base, you don't want to alienate them, their base, that's just a fact. And the other is, the only blacks that the left condemns are conservative blacks, right? A black who destroys a store and takes out all he or she wants. Called It's called robbery. When I grew up, it's called stealing. But hey, who needs the Ten Commandments, right? That uh, person is just acting on for the frustration of racism. When you give people an excuse to do evil... They will do evil. <laughs> Is that clear? <sighs> oh, I tell you, you need to see the video. I was thinking of retweeting it. I don't tweet much. 
is I don't, I'm not saying that in any way as a source of pride. It just is what it is. I don't tweet much. But I, I thought of retweeting that. And I guess I would just ask, why is there no equivalent on the other side? Why are there no young right-wingers who are screaming, cursing, and giving the finger to Democrats as they leave their meetings or conventions? Why? The reason is that we don't produce young people like that. There's another reason. The vast majority of young conservatives have to answer to either or both their parents and a god. Either or both. The young leftist has to answer to himself or the New York Times, which is the equivalent. All right. I want to play for you the president's excerpts from the president. Can you please tell me, do you know what happened with Rand Paul? Okay, could you give, uh, uh, Sean, could you give Alan the microphone? Uh, this is brand new news to me, so I, I, I don't want to report what I don't know fully. Yeah, you're on. When he left the White House, oh, wait, yeah. he was accosted by violent protesters. And he was surrounded by police, and the people, the protesters were pushing the police, screaming at him. He has made a statement. He, is, he tweeted out that he thought that he would be killed. If had, the police had not been there, his life would, would have been in danger. Is that on video? Yes, it's on video. The attack on Rand Paul? Yeah. All right, I need to see that. But he said that. He believes had he had not had police protection, he would have been killed. Yes, that's what he... Well, I said before even hearing that, I do believe that a, a fair number of these people would in fact kill a Republican if they knew they could get away with it. Here's what he uh, tweeted out. Just got attacked by an angry mob of over 100 one block away from the White House. Thank you, D.C. Police Department, for literally saving our lives from a crazed mob. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 Okay, uh, y'all, Dennis Prager here. 
want to remind you, this is the second to last day. Second to last day of the broadcast month of August. Ask you to help out PragerU. I think the case for it is self-evident at this time. Every dollar that PragerU gets translates into another viewer. It's as simple as that. That's That means another possible young person who's taught to appreciate liberty, America, their parents. <laughs> really radical stuff, no? PragerU.com, 833-PRAGERU. Whatever you give is tripled today and Monday. Today until Monday, give over the weekend. Go to the president in a moment. Take Ben in Louisville, Kentucky. Hello, Ben. Dennis, how are you, sir? Okay, thank you. Your uh, topic today has got me thinking. Um, if Trump does actually win, what is going to be the ramification in terms of the actions on the left if they're a little bit crazy and aggressive and out of their minds right now? What is going to happen if he actually wins? I agree with you. Curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, all right. My my thoughts are your thoughts. Uh, there will be uh, my my I suspect I never I don't make predictions. I don't have the power of prophecy or clairvoyance. Uh, given their self righteousness and their anger and utterly irrational anger the anger of communists and Nazis. Uh, They will become more violent. They will then be suppressed, as they should be, because you can't be violent in a a decent society. And there will be, unfortunately, I suspect, there will be bloodshed. The civil war that I have warned about much of my adult life and I've said every time, thank God it's it's not uh, violent, may turn violent. This is a dry run, as it were. And you will have the Democrats, certainly will not condemn them, because they have no election to worry about. Most the Democratic politicians have no problem with the violence. That's... Uh, I say that because it's a fact, not because it's not an opinion. If you are the mayor of a city and do nothing while your city, uh, parts of it are being burned down, uh, you clearly have no problem with parts of your city being burned down. Do you have a theory as to why it hasn't happened in L.A.? It's an interesting question. No, were parts of Beverly Hills, though, were ransacked? Not really? Mm-hmm. All right. So some of the excerpts uh, from the president. Oh, here's one. I'm very curious about this. Tom in Richmond, Virginia. I always try to take people to differ with me. Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Okay, that ended that. Tom said, Dennis is lying. There are plenty of conservatives behaving like the left. So I go to Tom, and he hangs up. 
I was so aching to hear him. That's why I deferred even listening to the president. That he's 31 years old. If he believes that there are plenty of conservatives acting like the left, can you think of what he would offer as examples? Well, it might be like the the, the person I debated in uh, Montana. You were there where the woman who had been a reporter for CBS who differed with me, oh, of course there are, there are right-wingers who act like this. I go, who? And she says, they, they, I saw a picture of a man with a uh, Confederate flag and a swastika. You saw a picture of a man with a swastika, and that is equivalent to the, the, the violence of the left? Yeah, why did she say marauding? Nazis marauding. I said, where are Nazis marauding? And then she said, well, I saw this man. The only hope a society has, I mean, there are many only hopes, but one of the only hopes, something, let's put it this way, without this, good can never prevail, is that you have a shared language of logic. When you don't have a shared language, when it is logic versus emotion, it's over. Here's the president, number one. The Republican Party, the party of Abraham Lincoln, goes forward united, determined, and ready to welcome millions of Democrats, independents, and anyone who believes in the greatness of America and the righteous heart of the American people. There's a hater for you. (laughs) So one side tells us what a scummy country we are, always have been a scummy country, and the founders are scum. The other side speaks of the righteous heart of the American people, and that's the side that's called the haters. Orwell would not know what to have made of this. I'm going to play number two, which I I have a problem with, but I I want to share that with you as well. Number two. We are delivering life-saving therapies and will produce a vaccine before the end of the year or maybe even sooner. We will defeat the virus end the pandemic, and emerge stronger than ever before. Okay, so uh, this, I'm thrilled when he mentions therapies, because I think we have them now, and not 100% therapy, but, but very close, with hydroxychloroquine and zinc are taken very early on. I do believe that uh, the numbers, like the uh, Yale epidemiologist said on my show, what do you say, 100,000 Americans wouldn't have died had we done this. When people say follow the science, they're lying. They mean follow the scientists they believe in. Scientist after scientist speaks about the benefits of hydroxychloroquine and zinc, and they dismiss them. Because hatred of the president is infinitely more important than science or saving lives. 
That's why Trump derangement syndrome is, I've never used the term till very recently. I now believe in it, and this is the proof. Better that people die than use a drug that works. Hi everyone, Dennis Prager here. So the president spoke about a vaccine. He's placed a lot of emphasis on this, put a lot of eggs in the vaccine basket. I think it's a terrible mistake. Uh, All it will do is prolong the lockdown. Vaccine talk prolongs the lockdown. If we have to crush the ability of people to make a living, pay their rent, etc., based on when we'll have a vaccine let alone a vaccine that everyone will take, then uh, this is this will not end. A very serious number of Americans... First, of, uh, I'll, I'll continue that thought. A, a very serious number of Americans will not take the vaccine. I've taken every vaccine made. I'm not sure I would take this vaccine. A vaccine rushed uh, into production like this without enough time for real testing uh, is not one that I would necessarily trust. Anyway, I, 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 can you answer this to me? I, there are times where something appears to me so illogical that I assume I'm missing the point. And I mean that. I'm, I may be missing the point. The, the pro-COVID vaccine people say that everybody will have to be vaccinated, even perhaps marked as having been vaccinated, to be able to go into a restaurant or a store or an airplane. But if you're vaccinated, what do you care if the next guy is vaccinated? Doesn't your vaccination immunize you against COVID? So what difference does it make? The whole point of being vaccinated is that you don't contract it. If you have a polio shot and you're next to somebody with polio, you don't get polio. So I don't understand why the people who believe in the vaccine, I'm not talking about the president, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, he hasn't commented on it. Why do they believe that it has to be universal? You're vaccinated, that's all that should matter to you. What difference at this point does it make? Do you do you understand that? If you do, take the microphone. If you don't, I will just continue. Okay, okay I think I think it has to do I with the same notion with antibiotics that if only a s- smaller proportion of the population takes the vaccine, the vi- the virus can mutate and the vaccine then isn't effective. Uh huh. Okay, I, I don't find that compelling. Okay, fair enough. You may be right that that's what they think. Anyway, uh, it is a very big mistake on the president's part to uh, uh, tell us we may have one by the end of the year or even sooner. It's a big mistake, and uh, I wish I wish he didn't do it. Uh, the in in thirty seconds or less. The lockdown was a colossal mistake, and worse than that, it is now, I believe, criminal. It is morally criminal.
uh, Newsom and Garcetti and the like, uh, they they have committed crimes against people who have done no evil. That I could eat in a restaurant last week in, in Chicago, but I can't eat in a restaurant governed by uh, Democrats. It gives you an idea how left-wing uh, Newsom and Garcetti are. They are to the left of Illinois Democrats. That is how sick my state is. Because if, if Gavin Newsom said, you, you have to uh, go into a restaurant in underpants, the Democrats would support it. And and there would be no uh, there would be no objection apparently from Californians. I attended a rally to open up Los Angeles. A grand total of about two hundred people showed up. Okay, with numbers like that in a state of forty million, uh, Garcetti has every right to uh, laugh himself to sleep at opposition to his tactics of crushing people's livelihoods. I don't understand why people with crushed livelihoods didn't attend the rally. <laughs> just just on those grounds alone. I know most people aren't fighters, but it, it isn't like you were asked to storm Normandy Beach uh, to come to a rally uh, in, in downtown L.A. Okay, there was nobody shooting uh, machine guns at you, firing machine guns at you. I'm sorry. I'll continue with the president. Anyway, it's a very bad idea, this, everything on the vaccine. I want to remind you about flattenthefear.com. The, the scaring of the American people 2020 will go down as one of the most shameful periods in American life with regard to the media, with regard to many in the sciences with regard to so-called leaders, and with regard to the American people themselves. It's a disappointment to me, the ease with which people get scared out of their minds. Do you know that there was a, a, a series of tweets from uh, New Yorkers? One said, I'm 165 days alone with my kids and haven't left the apartment, um, except me, I guess, to get food. Then another one writes, 155, another one, 172, another one, 148. Did you see that? It's, a, it's like they were, you know, competing with, the, uh, with panic. Oh, no, I'm more panicked than you. I've ruined uh, my life and my kid's life more than you have. That's why flattenthefear.com is so important. It's, it's written by scientists. Send it to your friends in Manhattan who have imposed solitary confinement on themselves. I just, I, I, I marvel. I have led a life as, as no, almost as normal as in my regular life, except for obviously, you know, no lectures or virtually none. I wonder if, does happiness... Does lack of worry, of fear, contribute to one's health? I can't believe it doesn't. All right, flattenthefear.com, one of the greatest groups in America, has uh, created this Job Creators Network. All right, y'all. There's a, uh, there's a Los Angeles Times piece. Uh, I... I, I 
I'm speechless. I won't even say the man's name because almost every columnist at the New L.A. Times, they're interchangeable. If they all changed their names on a column, you wouldn't know who wrote it because they all, they all think the same. They're all leftists. So I'm on, this is one of their, uh, uh, their Sacramento columnists, Capital Journal, Newsom nimble in crises. Governor stays step ahead of pandemic, wildfires, blackouts. Now wildfires and blackouts are piled on top of COVID-19 pandemic caused by a strange virus that has infected more than 680,000 people and killed more than 12,000 in California. You'd think that might place any governor at political risk, but it apparently hasn't. Yes, because people like you uh, run this gauntlet on, on uh, or this protective shield in front of him. Has there been one criticism of the Los Angeles in the Los Angeles Times of Newsom or Garcetti handling this? One. <laughs> it's it's re- to read the Los Angeles Times is to read the Democratic Party's left wing. Uh, daily sheet. That's all it is. There is no distinction. If it changed its mind to the Democratic Party Times, it no, it wouldn't change any readership. It wouldn't change one piece of content. The Los Angeles Times, like uh, like the New York Times, the, the deterioration. They were always liberal, but they were they were not left. Left suppresses all other thought. Liberals welcome other thought. I wrote for the Los Angeles Times for quite a while, for years. When the opinion page was run by a liberal, Bob Berger. And uh, then, after Bob Berger, they continued. They had column right, column left, every day. Or or how many days? And and I would write weekly or whatever number of times. I would write the column right column. Then the left took over the L.A. Times. They ended that. We're not going to allow a column right column in the, in the Los Angeles Times. We are we are California's Pravda. And that's it. That's what they are. Newsome nimble in crises. <laughs> God. Yeah, it takes a lot of nimblicity to shut down people's businesses and make sure that they, they can't make a living. That's nimble, man. That's nimble when you're a leftist. It's quite remarkable. Let's go to uh, our next uh, next excerpt from the president, please. At no time before have voters faced a clearer choice between two parties, two visions, two philosophies, or two agendas. This election will decide whether we save the American dream or whether we allow a socialist agenda to demolish our cherished destiny. That's entirely accurate. There's nothing to be said. That's right. Next, please. Your vote will decide whether we protect law-abiding Americans or whether we give free reign to violent anarchists and agitators and criminals who threaten our citizens. And this election will decide whether we 
will defend the American way of life or whether we will allow a radical movement to completely dismantle and destroy it. That is correct. And every one of you liberals who uh, vote for the Democrats are voting for dismantling the American way of life because you hate Trump. Wow. Some honorable guy that I know, I don't remember who it was, I just remember that, said it was wrong for me to say it was narcissistic for a never-Trumper. In other words, a person who is nominally conservative to not vote for Trump because he hates Trump. I'll explain why I, I believe that, and we'll continue. The Dennis Prager Show. So I was saying, Dennis Prager here, and I was saying why I think there's a narcissism involved. It doesn't mean that the human is all evil. Everybody has flaws, but I do believe that for a conservative, a person who believes he or she is conservative, to vote for Biden or not vote for the president, whereas they had always voted Republican because they hate the president, is narcissistic. Because the question is not, do you hate the president? That's that's between you and you. I don't care if you love him or hate him. I care how you vote. You don't vote on whether you love a candidate. That's a childish response. You vote on who will do better for the country. If you believe that the, the Democrats will do better for the country holding the White House, then vote that way. But then, but don't claim you're conservative. To vote for the left, not even liberals, to vote for the left because you hate the president is a non sequitur. It is distressing to see how even in some people that I admire, emotions overwhelm values. And I, I, I just, uh, I don't know how else to put it. That, that's what has happened. It is a purely childish question, do I love a candidate? All that matters is, will that candidate's victory make my country, my state, my city better or worse? That's it. Do I like the candidate? (laughs) Who cares? That's why I call it narcissistic. All right, let's go to number five. I ask you a simple question. How can the Democrat Party ask to lead our country when it spends so much time tearing down our country? That strikes me as a fair, uh, a fair question. Yeah, they did too. The audience clearly thought so too. In the left's backward view... They do not see America as the most free, just, and exceptional nation on earth. Instead, they see a wicked nation that must be punished for its sins. Our opponents say that redemption for you can only come from giving power to them. This is a tired anthem spoken by every repressive movement throughout history. Brilliant. It's just perfect. He understands the left. There are virtually no Republicans who understand what is at stake. 
That's why they hate him. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a trained engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain. In your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this, about 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384.